episode 6-0 We on for show, you already we know old. We old We are old A-R-P, come holla at us Um, Welcome back to Goodnight Harlem This is Law along with Avia, aka Avi Gots And we've missed out on a lot of big social moments Including... Um, the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gigi, along with seven others on a helicopter. Um, our condolences to all the families that lost. And this is episode 60, which also represents how many points Kobe scored in his last game. Mm. So Serendipitous. This one goes out to the Mamba. And let's get to it, Avi. Speaking of the Mamba, as we go into our hype or good nights... Hype is when we are for something that happens in uh, trending news. Good night is when we're against it and we just don't agree with it at all. Um, we're going to go into our first hyper good night. And, you know, the Mamba has inspired a lot of things. Oof. Besides the condolences we see online, it has inspired some face art for three prominent people in the media I industry. love that you're calling it face art. Face art. Permanent face art. We'll call them face tats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to have a 16-year-old and they go, Dad, I just want to get some face art. <laughs> I just want to be more artsy. Art. <laughs> so we have uh, we have the game who in the last week and, week and a half or so got a tattoo right above his eyebrow, which features the number eight turned to the side, which also represents the infinity symbol, on top of Kobe's signature. And this is a direct homage to Kobe. Um, basically saying Mamba forever above his eyebrow. We have Chris Brown, who, un-Kobe related, got a Jordan 3 on the side of his face just dangling from his hairline. Then we have... Talk about the queen. Talk about the (laughs) queen. Then we have Kanye's, my favorite ex of Kanye, Amber Rose, who decided to get slash and bash tattooed across her nice, clear forehead. She has zero face tats, so this really affected me. Um, and Amber Rose actually went on to say that Kobe Bryant was the inspiration behind getting her tattoo. After his passing, she thought about a lot of things. The fact that her dad almost died from cancer and that, you know, life is short and then Kobe passing. And it triggered basically the motto that, you know, life is short. Do what you want to do. It's something that she had wanted to do for a while, as she told to Ke- Keisha Cole on Keisha Cole's night show. Whoever knew that existed. Um, <laughs> on Fox Soul, by the way. Fox Soul. <laughs> um, and so she basically said, you know, Carpe DM. Like, this is something she always wanted to do. It's clear across her forehead, the kids' names, her kids, her two sons' names across her forehead. So hype or good night, Law, to this permanent face art that has happened over the last week and a half uh i'm hyping it i am absolutely hyping it and a big part of the reason why i'm hyping is because i remember how much and how mad people got when they first saw gucci man's tattoo a long time ago oh, wow you remember that when he, yeah, when he first cream. came up with the ice cream yeah. people were mad i remember when game got a tattoo of la on the like underneath his like like face but before it was L.A., it was something else. It was like a butterfly or something. And then he got it changed because people were like, yo, what are you doing? And I just remember how how people got so angry about these things. And it's your own body. You're entitled to do whatever it is you want with your body. And 
I see somebody like a Post Malone who's tatted up his entire face almost in multiple ways. I see Lil Wayne. He's done it. But you don't really hear anything about it when men do it. So when the game did what he did and when Chris Brown did what he did, it was a little news fair. But when Amber Rose did it, oh, no, you're making yourself less beautiful and how could you? And I'm like, oh, what is this? Is this more of the media drudging up what they believe is kind of the, the way women should look? Or is this really a societal thing where society's like, in general, you shouldn't do anything in your face and this is wrong? Or is this people trying to tell other people how they should live their life? If you want to put a tattoo on yourself, do it. Understand that society might judge you a certain way and it might close off some opportunities for you, but know that somebody like me is going to appreciate you for just being who you are. Now, with a caveat, if I do have a daughter or a son and they bring home somebody that has a face tattoo, I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing. But what I will say is understand that that person might be limiting their opportunities. What that if is your it. daughter or son wants to get a face tat? Okay. It just depends on what age they're at. And I'm going to send them the link to episode 60, okay. just in case. Okay. I am going to goodnight it. And for the sake of not being sexist, I'm going to goodnight all three of them. Um... <laughs> First of all, Amber Rose, girl, like if anyone were to ask me who is face goals, for me, it's always been Amber Rose ever since she broke out with Kanye. Like, I just feel like aesthetically, she just has like a really good face. And I think I think that because I can't focus on anything else but that because she's bald. So it's like people just see your face. There's nothing to hide it behind or anything like she is so pretty to me. I just feel like, oh, like why there? I didn't care anything else that she did with her body, tummy tuck, whatever, full sleeves. I'm like, why there? Like, that is like, to me, that's the best part of her is her face. Um, Chris Brown, I think, is a very attractive guy when he doesn't look cracked out sometimes. Um, why a Jordan 3? Not to say you should have gotten an 11, but but just why? I just I just don't understand. I, I especially don't like tattoos that, that represent brands like Supreme and all that other stuff. I just, I don't. I don't understand it and like don't mess with your face Chris it's you the game I think he's a very attractive guy I don't care if you're a rapper or not why do you gotta mess with your face like that to the Lil Wayne's to the Post Malone's I don't think they're aesthetically pleasing so I don't really mind them getting face tattoos oh, God. but to these particular three people I think that they are fine without it <laughs> and better off without it as well Good night. All right. So, next subject. <laughs> <laughs> Shallow off, y'all. Twitter, uh, Twitter, is a, Twitter is one of those places where there's a lot of things that are said. And in the wake of even Kobe Bryant's death, um, a, a comedian by the name of Ari Shafir had made jokes in reference to his death. Now, we're not going to do a whole Kobe show or anything of that nature, but I'm only bringing up Ari Shafir to say people joke on Twitter about anything. Now, he technically is feeling the backlash to making those jokes, but he made jokes. And when you're a comedian, there is a time and a place for everything, but making a joke about somebody's de de death the day of might be something you might want to rethink. And in the case of what I'm about to bring up, it relates directly to making jokes in a timely fashion. And even if that's what you do, whether you're an IG comedian, a regular comedian, or just somebody in general that's on Twitter or any other social platform, you have to be mindful of what those jokes can do and how much harm they can have on somebody else. So, there was a video that went viral. That video hit TMZ and it hit multiple other outlets where a woman was two stories up on a pole at a strip club in Texas and fell. 
And instead of coming down a pole like a normal stripper does, she actually fell 15 feet. She landed on her jaw. And she's done interviews with everybody from Rolling Stone to Wendy Williams and multiple other media outlets thereafter um, with people trying to either claim that they're her or people trying to claim funds on her behalf. But a lot of what stemmed from this was a lot of jokes initially. That first day when that happened, everyone, including the top IG comedians, had jokes about this stuff. And it was one of the first times I had to take a step back and go, hmm, I wonder if we as a society are becoming immune to individuals just being people. Like, and when I say individuals, I mean people just being people. We no longer even look at people like they're people. We're like, the meme comes first. So with all that said, hyper good night to people making jokes on the stripper falling 15 feet from the pole at the... XTC Cabaret, aka XTC Cabaret, in Dallas. Um, before I even get to that, I just want to say I, I think it's it's disheartening the jokes and the commentary that has come out about Kobe Bryant's death. Um, it's like people are choosing his death as a time to talk about a moment in his life where he may have faltered, like a moment. Out of all the things that he's done in his life. Yeah, and the, the Ari Shafir joke, by the way, was, oh, a rapist died today. That's right. what that's what his joke was. Right, so it's like, at the end of the day, are we going to do this with everyone? Like, if Ben Roethlisberger were to drop dead any moment, are we going to say, well, he's a sexual assaulter, da-da-da, he died today. Or are we going to highlight all the other things that he did outside of what he was accused of? I don't know. Well, Ari does that with everybody's death. So if you're a celebrity and you die, Ari does that to you. Just just don't do it. Like, I don't understand the entertainment behind it. Like, death is not to be entertained. It's something that can affect all of us in different ways. And I just think that there's a high insensitivity when it comes to that. When it comes to Twitter, there's a super high insensitivity. And unfortunately, because we live in a country that allows us to say whatever we can say without being... Um, punished for it people take that to the next level and it's like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should so in the strippers case good night to any joke that was made about her this girl literally broke bones in her mouth she fractured her her jaw her jaw and true. just because she looks like she's okay and just because she looks like well she 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 kept twerking after after she fell doesn't mean that she's okay if you look at what she said and what's transpired ever since her fall, first of all, she could have died. How about that? And I was shocked that she didn't. Secondly, I would like to believe that if she didn't keep on dancing after she fell, maybe there wouldn't be that many jokes because people would say, oh my gosh, something's wrong with her. Something Damn, happened to her. True. That part of it. Yeah, I'm true. wondering if... That's true. Because the girl fell. If you haven't seen the video, the girl fell from the pole 15 feet landed on her side and then started twerking and you know what they say in show business the show doesn't stop like you keep going and she was saying that in her in later interviews she was saying that it was probably the adrenaline that kept her going but she ended up in the hospital that night so i'm wondering would twitter be sensitive enough to lay off her had she just laid flat on the floor and 
and Trash. seemed Trash. unconscious or or whatever. Like, at what level does Twitter need to be nice? You know what I'm saying? Um, also, in the stripping community, you don't have insurance. Like, in that case, in Ooh. Dallas, Oof. she's considered a contractor, which means that her strip club doesn't have to pay her for any medical issues that happen on during the course of a days of work. They don't have to pay for anything. They're being nice and they're doing so, but I think they're only doing so because that video went viral. And had we not Facts. seen that happen, they would not be held liable to do anything and they would keep it pushing. There's been studies that have shown where strippers actually say like, this happens all the time. And strip clubs don't do anything because if we were to come against the strip club and say, I got injured during work, they would assume that stripper was drunk when something happened or under the influence of something, if something happened. And at that point, the dancers don't feel like they have enough, um, they don't have enough support to even go against their place of work and sue them because of all these things that transpire and they can lose their job off of it. This girl, Jania Sky, is that her name? Mm -hmm. She was planning on getting out of stripping and this was the thing that happened to her and maybe it, it was a blessing in disguise, bad way of saying it, but maybe it was that blessing in disguise because now after that, she is getting out of the strip game for good. Wendy Williams gave her a, a 10K scholarship for her to return back to beauty school. Um, they've raised over 20, $33,000 on GoFundMe, her friends set up. $39,000, $39,866 um, was raised on GoFundMe um, after her friend put up an account. Like, I feel so bad for her. Stripping is more than a sport. And I think what's interesting is that I have a desk job, you have a job that doesn't, that doesn't require a lot of physicality. All these people in the world that have all these jobs that don't require a lot of physicality, we probably have the best insurance in the world. I have the best benefits, honestly, and she has zero. So something needs to be changed about that. And people can say, well, yeah, she doesn't have to strip. You don't know what her circumstance is. You don't know how she was raised. You don't know her environment. You don't know her life. Like, we can't just judge people like that. Like, so show some compassion, Twitter. Um, so Avi took most of my talking points, which is fine. Oh, okay. Which is fine. All right. Which is absolutely fine. <laughs> but I, I want to say the same, to the, in the same vein, I was good nighting this. And a part of it is, one, when I first saw the video of her, I'm not even going to get into the Kobe stuff with the Ari Shafir stuff, but when I saw the video of her falling, I saw a joke attached to it. And I was like, how is that funny? Wow. She just fell. That means I'm like, I don't know if she's okay or not. I have no idea. It was the, the night of, and it kind of trended for a little bit of time. And two days later... I was like, man, I can't believe all these guys are making these jokes. Not just guys, but guys, girls, whoever. It was just people making jokes in general. Finally, two days later, I'm like, after I'm starting to feel like society as a whole has reached a new low. I'm like, man, between the Kobe Who shit and this. I thought there would have been a new low. No, but I was like, I, like, we're just watching somebody, you know, harm them. Like, almost, I, I'll even speak to the injuries. I'll speak to the injuries. She... She landed straight on her jaw, broke broke it in two different places, shattering a number of teeth, and also hurt her back. I'm like, are we like what are we weird? Like we we don't understand how bad that is. Like we didn't even take into account that she could be hurt. We're just like, oh, the girl in front of her is still doing what she's doing. Well, she is not. 
That's not all that to say. I really lost. I was like, oh, my God. We have lost it as a society. Then a couple of days later, when the GoFundMe thing happens, she's on Wendy Williams' show. Wendy gives her the money. And then people start pouring in support, whether it's celebrities on her IG or, in general, the public. People are like, yo, we feel for you and whatever you need, we got you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I've solely, I'm solely focused on that 10 or 20% of people who are the loudest that say reckless shit and forget about the 80% of people who aren't like that, who actually are supportive. And that's what we are. Are they not on Twitter, those people? Um, yeah, those people end up coming out in the day, in the coming days. I got to see a lot more of that though. But that was it on a different platform? Multiple platforms. Oh, okay. But it took a few days before it like reached that portion of it. And I was like, man, I'm I am now more hopeful and optimistic for the future because of it. That's the craziest thing I'm ever going to say because of that situation, because I was like, oh, we still have a heart. It's not like everybody is just I can't wait to get this meme off. And now that's where I wanted to go. I'm like, everything's not a joke. Everything's not made to be a meme. Everything's not made to be funny. And so I want to leave it on that because ultimately I'm like, man, we're just getting to a point of just complete and utter trash. So the next topic is about something that also went viral, but viral for a different reason. Um, There was a woman on a flight and I mean, I'm not even going to do this enough due diligence. I'm going to let our friends at another network do that. (laughs) It is the air travel dispute that's got everyone talking. If your seat reclines, do you need to ask permission of the person behind you? Now the woman whose video sparked the debate is speaking with Inside Edition, and it turns out the situation was even more bizarre than the initial video indicated. The woman whose seat was turned into a punching bag mid-flight is speaking out today, and new video is emerging of the incident showing that the male passenger not only punched the seat, but also hit it with his open hands like he was playing the bongos, even bopping his head as he hit her seat. How hard was he hitting the back of your seat? Hard. Like, I flew forward several times, and then I just kind of leaned forward because I knew it was coming. It happened on a flight from New Orleans to Charlotte when Wendy Williams reclined her seat shortly after takeoff. How did this start? The man behind me asked me to not recline it while he ate. It's something he brought on the plane. And so I left my seat unreclined for a good 10 minutes after he was done with his meal she says she reclined the seat again on the tape if you listen closely you can hear him asking her what's your problem i don't have one williams says she summoned a flight attendant hoping to de-escalate the situation she went back to him and she whispered something like really kind to him like oh what's wrong sir and she said it is really tight back here you know i'm so sorry and i just thought are we in an alternate universe where <laughs> she was even issued this passenger disturbance notice that reads you should immediately cease if you wish to avoid prosecution and your removal from this aircraft she said i'm not dealing with you anymore handed me that and threatened to have me escorted off the plane williams says she has a fused vertebrae that gives her a lot of pain so she needed to recline her seat the viral video is the talk of the airwaves 
It's my seat. If I want to put it back, I should put it back. You're allowed to recline. That's why the little button so you can recline goes back. And then you're just going to hit a woman's chair for the entire flight. Yeah. Chivalry is dead. You're an asshat. That's terrible. I'm Thank on her you. side. Yeah. We asked Inside Edition Instagram followers what they thought. 71% were on her side. 29% supported the dude. All right, so thank you to our friends at our local affiliate, Inside Edition. <laughs> um, so with that said, let's get to our hyper goodnight for that. Hyper goodnight to how the guy and the airline handled the reclining seat situation. Avi, take it all. I'm going to goodnight it. It takes a special kind of asshole to do what he did. A special kind. Because you mean to tell me for three hours plus... You're going to constantly punch the back of someone's seat just because they're invading your space? I think that, yes, everyone does have a right to recline their seat. And unfortunately, if someone reclines in front of you, it makes you feel like you need to do the same thing so you can allow yourself more space. But unfortunately for this guy, he was in the last row, so there was no place for him to recline. That's his fault. If he wanted more space, he should have got another seat. Now, now, where I go to the airline <laughs> is... Where I go to the airline, where I go to the airline is, these airlines have created these carriers to hold more people so that we, as patrons, have less space. So now we have to pay extra to get the proper amount of leg room that we used to have 10 years ago off of a regular ticket because they've added more seats in these aircrafts. So now you have situations like this where you sit in the last row, you are the most unfortunate person on the plane, not only because you have to wait for everyone else to get off, but because whatever space you did have is now being breached upon because someone else has decided to recline their seat and you can't even do the same. Um, The airlines is shit. How are you going to give this woman a summons or whatever paper they gave her for disturbing whatever kind of piece that was there when she was not the perpetrator? She only did what her seat allowed her to do. If anything, he should have been reprimanded for being the special kind of asshole that he was and not paying more for another seat. But like I said, it's a cycle. These airlines make these aircraft smaller. So then you have people in unfortunate situations and this shit happens. And the airline goes and blames the people that support them. The girl, the woman, the woman had a medical issue that forced her to recline her seat for her, in order for her to That's sit true. in a position That's that was... True a little bit more comfortable for her. Sitting on in an aircraft, if you're not in first class or business class, it's already uncomfortable. So she was doing whatever she could to make herself comfortable for those three hours. If anything, they should have asked the guy to switch seats with somebody else or something. But to blame her, trash, good night. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm jumping in. And clearly we are diametrically opposed, which is what makes our show so interesting some days. So... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm hyping him for a a part of how he responded, because I think what we have to take into consideration is he had a dialogue with her leading him to this. So what he said is, Hey, can you keep your seat, you know, up instead of moving it back? And she agreed to that originally. Now, the conversation should have actually happened throughout so that she could communicate the fact that she has this issue with her back, that she actually is going to need to do this. And 
He can't move back any further, as you already said. But at the point that he's communicated this, hey, can you not move your seat back? Therein lies an agreement. And once that agreement is broached, then who's really wrong at that point? That's where my brain goes immediately. And I'm going to just say this. If I'm him, I'm also irritated because I can't go anywhere. I'm trying to eat something. And then all you're doing is leaning back further, leaning back further. When in his mind, he's like, dude, do you really need that much room? Do you really need that much room? Like, if you explain to him why you need this much room, then maybe he can go, hey, I think I need to switch seats with someone else so that they can sit here so I can move in another spot so that she can do whatever she needs to do to make sure that her back's okay. I feel like that's how two civilized adults would handle the situation. Now, was he petty in the way that he was responding to her? Absolutely. Was she also equally petty by recording and then acting as if she's the, this huge victim? Absolutely. Both of them to me are over dramatic. He's childish. She's childish. But what I would also say is this. Um, if you if you are going to be that guy in the back seat that's just pushing the other seat in front of you. Special kind of asshole. <laughs> you, you have to know that somebody's going to be like, yo, are you trying to fucking fight? <laughs> like, are you trying to get into it? Like, that's what you're eliciting at that point. You're eliciting an actual fight. And then for the airline, whether or not I hyper goodnight them, I'm always going to err on the side of goodnighting anything airlines do because they're never actually doing things in our best interest never. aside of deplaning or defrosting a plane. Like they they are no, no, they're honestly doing most things in the in the in the mindset of how can we make another dollar? How can we further progress the capitalistic agenda of making more money. And as to everything that you said beyond that around how they've made the seat sizes smaller and blah, 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 I agree with you on that. And I, I was reading to you comments that I saw on Yahoo and YouTube before we ever came on. And one of the comments was around how if you just took out one row and maybe two rows, you could add anywhere from like 31 inches in between seats, which would create enough space to whereas you could recline and it wouldn't be an issue. Um, and then I saw other commentary that was more vocalizing the difference between men and women in that situation. On one end, I heard people talking about what, um, what's her name from The View? Uh, Bush, not Bush, uh, McCain, uh, Megan McCain. Yeah, Megan McCain. Megan, Megan McCain was saying, talking about chivalry and how in that instance, not even about chivalry at that point. Like in that instance, it's just two people. Like this isn't about chivalry because you you can't be talking about women equality and chivalry in the same sentence as what they were ended up ended up saying. They were like, in it, literally, in the grandest of sense, if that was a guy leaning against another guy, that guy would have handled it even more ridiculously. It would have actually probably turned into blows. And so we, you don't really want equality in that situation because it would have, it would have been even worse. Is all I'm saying there. So, I good nighting. I'm good nighting the the airplane because the the airline in itself put these people in a shit position. So, but there's that. I I do need to say their agreement was that she would keep her seat upright until he was done eating, and that mm. was that was the agreement. It wasn't for the whole flight. She said. He, he asked if I could keep my seat upright until he was done finishing his food that he got from off the plane. And she said after 10, 15 minutes, that's when she put her seat back. Now, maybe what she could have done was ask, hey, are you done? Do you mind if I do this? I do have back issues, blah, blah, blah. But on the flip side, what the airline could have done is 
switch her seat. She could have sat in the middle. The girl who was sitting in the middle could have sat on the end. That would have solved everything because then the, the woman with the back issues could recline her seat. It would have no impact on the guy behind her. Boom. I don't see why it was such a big deal. All right. Another spicy one. And so last, hyper good night. Um, <laughs> so today is Susie B. Anthony's birthday. Or should I say Susan B. Anthony? Um, Susan B. Anthony was born 200 years ago today. Wow, and she, so, she old like us. <laughs> A-R-P, holla at her. <laughs> and this will mark uh, 100 years since the, ratif <laughs> the ratification of the 19th Amendment, granting women the right to vote. Um, for this, Google is celebrating Susan B. Anthony's birthday on their homepage. There's a picture of her with a fist up saying kind of rights for all people to get that opportunity to vote kind of thing, right? And Smithsonian tweeted something that actually got black Twitter to further push the cancellation agenda, as we all love to call it. Smithsonian tweeted out, although... She, Susie Anthony, Susie, <laughs> later became uh, convinced that women, well, I should say this, although she began her political activism and abolitionist uh, career, Anthony later became convinced that women would never win the vote if they focus on securing voting rights for African Americans. Her quote, I will cut off this right arm of mine before I will ever work for or demand the ballot for the Negro and not the woman. And so with that being said, <laughs> hyper good night to Google celebrating Susan B. Anthony's birthday on their homepage. Uh, I'm going to hype it. Okay. The reason why I'm going to hype it is because Google is very fair. Like they will celebrate everything. Mm. They're not going to celebrate one thing or another um, I think there's nuances with everything. Uh, I'm not going to say that what Susan B. Anthony said is a great thing. But what I will say is at the end of the day, I do believe that a lot of Caucasian feminists believe more in the, the justice of women as opposed to a race or nationality. I think that when it comes to women's rights, that's what they're fighting for. If it came down to what black women but asian women but this race of women are facing this i don't think that a lot of white feminists would use their energy to um to fight for that over anything that needs to be fought for when it comes to women and i think that at the time that susan b anthony was alive um yes she was put pushing the woman agenda because Black people weren't seen as important people anyway. And not to say that what she thought was right, but to be fair for the time that she was in, she was fighting for the rights of women and, and black people were not seen as equals at that point. We're still not even really seen as e equals now. But um, if black women were to... It really sounds like you're white-splaining right now. Wow. But I'm going to let you finish. Well, this is the light-skinned side of me because you know I'm not fully black yeah. according to other black people. Well, that's right. Um, white defender. I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't condone what happened, but I can understand why she may have said that. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually... Uh, I'm going to hype night it. Hype night Google? Yeah, okay. I'm going to hype night Google. Uh, what so, should they have done instead? So here's the reason why I'm going to hype night Google. Uh, 
one, to your point around fairness, they do highlight a myriad of people. Like, it's vastly different. Like, it doesn't matter. It could be Abe Lincoln one day. It could be Frederick Douglass another day. They highlight a Abe bunch Abe Lincoln had slaves. Who's really talking about that? Right. And <laughs> Abe also believed that black people should leave America once they won the war. That was his thing. He was like, uh, you guys actually shouldn't be leaving. Gladly. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, but it, it's the reality of it is, if you want to celebrate somebody's life, you have to celebrate everything that comes with them, which goes into the legacy conversation we were having about Kobe Bryant before. Facts. Um, it's tough because on one end, this person is actually pushing for an agenda that we can all kind of align to. Women in general should absolutely have the same rights as men. But on the other side of it, this woman also does not believe in pushing a similar activism towards black rights in general. And so that puts us in a very peculiar, peculiar situation. It is, do we look down upon her overall legacy and where she stands? Or do we say, okay, this was a nuanced person and a flawed person, the same right that we would give Kobe to that instance, nuanced person, flawed person to some degree, and say, okay, you can champion the things that they did right, but you can also call out that this person has some very fucked up views on things, such, such that Abraham Lincoln. Do you know what I mean? I'm never going to be a Lincoln defender. I'm also not going to be a Susan B. Anthony defender. But on the 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 hype night train, the good night part of it really truthfully is, if you look back in history, most of the people that were even trying to push for progression was never they never pushed for progression of our race. They never cared about our ethnicity, our background when they were pushing any of these progressions. And that's sad, for the most part. I shouldn't say all, but in, in most instances. Unfortunately. And this is sad to me because I genuinely believe, and I, I, I hate false equivalencies and I'm about to do one, and so judge me. Um, I still believe to this day that people, even in those days, would have cared more about dogs having rights than they do black people. Of course. And that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Um, but we're, we're going to consistently celebrate people who are problematic. Because a big portion of our history is problematic. So unless we want to just say we don't celebrate any history, then here we are. I think people are fake mad. Like, Susan B. Anthony's on a coin. Like, come on. She's the only woman that's on a freaking American currency. And she has been for who knows how long. So why are we mad at Google for celebrating her? They celebrate everything. <sighs> All right, let's get to our main topic. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed Hyper Good Nights. And now we're going to switch over to a conversation that started almost a few weeks ago. And so, me and Avia have been kind of talking about this amongst ourselves, but haven't gotten a chance to actually record this. So, I am I am hype about this. No good night. Ain't good night. Night. <laughs> um, and, th- and this conversation dovetails into things that we text one another. And, and it's just not about what you receive in a text message from somebody you're in a relationship with, but it could be what you receive in text messages from people who are your friends or family. And what does a text message elicit? Like, how does this text message make you feel? And I want obvious perspective versus my perspective on any of these, because what I learned through the conversations that I've had with other people, and that's with men, women, people of all different races and backgrounds, was in general... People really do have completely different views on how and what a text means to them. And so I want to start with our first text. And I'm going to put this thing in context for each text. 
when you and somebody have been chatting for a while and you're starting to get to know them and it's the beginning of the relationship, everything is feeling well, and out of nowhere, you receive certain texts. I brought up that there are certain texts that, in my opinion, can skew one way or the other. And so I want to hear from you on two of these, how would this skew? The first one being, if somebody you've been in a relationship with for all a short period of time, like I said, the two weeks, maybe a week, maybe three weeks, even maybe if it was a couple of months, you receive the text, can we talk? That's all the text says. Can we talk? Can we talk? What is, how do you internalize that? For a minute. Girl, I want to know your name. Okay, anyway. Only Tevin Campbell can text me back. <laughs> is that a positive text, a negative text? What is... It's negative, boo. It is all the way negative. Because that means that something serious is about to transpire verbally. And if it wasn't something serious, why would you feel the need to give me a disclaimer of this is what this is, we need to have this conversation, but I don't even know what the conversation is. So that was one of the pushes that I got when we were having this discussion with a few people, when I was having this discussion with a few people I know, it turned into, well, can we talk and just be a way of you giving a surprise and delight? Like, can a we surprise talk and, then, and delight. Yeah, can we talk and they're like, yo, what are we going to be talking about? And then you finally actually talk and they're like, oh, I got a new promotion. And I was like. Don't do that shit. But wait, they lead with a can we talk question mark, yes. wait for the person re- to respond, yes. and then they're like, oh, yes. it's something. It's like <laughs> surprise and delight. The surprise is can we talk? The other person's like, oh shit, what I do? <laughs> and then they surprise them, oh, I got a promotion. And the other person's delighted. Yes. <laughs> my admit, surprise my, my is initial reaction negative. is there is no way a can we talk text can ever be positive. I don't Why give a do shit. Why do you even need to write thing. that? I don't like that at all. I hate when people try to like leave breadcrumbs of a conversation. So you're like, what's going on? What's happening? What's next? Like, just say what you gotta say. If you want to talk during through a text, like how do you how do you want to talk? You're like, this isn't a sitcom. I don't need you to leave me in bated breath during the commercial break. (laughs) Right. Tell me what. And then at the end of the episode, I'm like, what's about to happen? And I don't know until next week. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't want to hear that there's a season finale next week. And does we need to talk or can we talk or let's talk or whatever? Does that mean, okay, my next text would be like, okay, through text? Like, so, so what I was saying. You want me to call you? Like, what, is, what, do, you, what do you want? What do you want from that me? That led us to a we need to talk. If somebody sends you a we, the need, if you have the words need in a text, ooh, that sends a whole different emotion down my spine. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh-uh, like, I think it's over. Me. Like, I think, I'm telling you, if I see we need to talk, that I feel like our relationship's over. You don't get that? We need I to talk. I feel like the only difference I see between can we talk and we need to talk is can we talk could be that the person has had something on their mind that may have not had anything to do with me that they want to now let me know about. And we need to talk is I am definitely involved and I probably did something and I'm in trouble. Can we talk to me as an invitation versus we need to talk is a, a direct the direction. We need Listen, to talk. Can we talk? is we need to talk little sister. <laughs> like, y'all giving me the same vibes. It's like, can we talk is giving me an option, but it's really not an option because clearly we got to talk. I can't be like, nope, we can't. <laughs> we need to talk. It's well, like, oh, I guess I got to. 
Well, you could. They're related. I get the same feeling from both of them. I'm like, uh oh, why? I don't know. Uh oh, why? Is There's what a I different get. level of urgency. We need to talk. Imagine you just yeah, being at work. You just being at work and you head down. You've been there for like four or five hours. You're just about to eat lunch and then you receive a text that says, we need to talk. True. I, your whole day. As your opposed to if I got, can we talk? I'm like, up. but I'm still like, uh oh, why? <laughs> Right, right, now but, with the we need to, I may be like, oh shit, why? And then <laughs> if you say yes, and then they don't respond to you, your whole day is like, damn. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, you better listen. What's we talking about? Don't come at me with the we need to talk, can we talk, and expect me to just be sitting on pins and needles until we get to talking. No, we better talk right then and there because obviously it was that important for you to say, <laughs> oh, this is what we need to do, just so I could be sitting all day like, oh my gosh, what is it? Did I do this? Did I do that? And I'm like retracing my steps, trying to figure out what's wrong. Really? No, you're not going to punish me like that before I even know what I did. I agree. All right, next one, next one. And this is more so going into um, if somebody's in that first beginning stage relationship kind of thing. If you receive this, how are you How are you internalizing it? And I'm not going to put what I thought initially on this. If somebody says, I've been meaning to message you. And then like, like they leave it there. And then put something else thereafter. Like, but uh, the, it normally it is, I've been meaning to message you. What's after? It could be whatever they want it to be. But I've been meaning to message you as the lead in. <laughs> wouldn't you say though, wouldn't you say, I've been meaning to message you, just makes you think they've just been thinking about you. It's positive. I'm trying to think of all the scenarios. Hold on. It can, come on. I've been meaning to message you? Yeah, I don't, I don't take that as negative. Right. I take that as something reminded you that you had to tell me about something that was not necessarily negative. Right. Whereas when I was talking to, and I hate doing the race thing, I was talking to a few white women I know. They did not feel like I've been meaning to message you was positive. But they felt like we need to talk is positive. We need to talk. No, oh no, my gosh, my man must have got a We need to talk was like detrimental to the relationship, but can we talk? Can we talk invitation? to them means, oh my gosh, he probably got a promotion or we're going on a trip, but yeah. I've been meaning to message you. Oh my gosh, he's going to break up with me. No, they need to switch those two things around. But, but I've been meaning to message you hit a different chord because it felt like there's something you've been meaning to say to me that you did not say to me. I've been meaning likely, to break up with you. And most likely. But I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Or there no. was something that I did that you're going to bring up now that you hadn't brought up before. What's an example of, of what comes after I've been meaning to message you? The I've been meaning to message you could be as simple as... Um, you remember that time? I've been, I've been meaning to message you and I just... I feel like it's been a long time since we did this in the past. It's been a long, it's been a long time since we've... Blah, blah, blah. Or like I've been meaning to message you like um I forgot I saw these tickets to whatever concert and it came across my IG timeline and that's what made me think of it but like this is did thing. you want to go to that? It's just <laughs> at the beginning of like say this is the first two months of you guys dating because two months isn't long uh, enough for you to I've been meaning to message you because we've been messaging each other. Uh, so well, how could you? How did you forget something we we've been talking? People get caught up, and that was Life their point. Busy. And that's what their, that was their point. And I was just like, I guess if you were in that beginning stages and you do receive that, Who's I guess I can forget to break up with somebody. I've been <laughs> meaning to break up with you, but um, 
yeah, something reminded me. So, like, who's going to forget something serious? My thing is, no one's going to forget to message someone if it's something serious or bad. Like, I've been meaning to, unless it is... I don't know, unless it's like our last episode where the guy exposes something about himself that he knows is going to turn the girl off. I could see that. How do you, wait, first off, how do you know that that's going to turn somebody off? You don't know. Don't do that. But don't a, do a that. person may know something about themselves that they feel like could have an adverse effect if they tell that person. Okay, fair. Where they could be like, okay. I've been meaning to tell you this. Like, I've been sitting on this. Oh, that's a good point. I've been meaning to tell you this, but like, I've Ooh. been thinking and, or, or, you know, there's something about me that I want to tell you. Like, I can imagine. I that. wouldn't even have taken that. So, in that way, I can see how they could take it negative, but I don't think I would have automatically taken negative. I wouldn't have ever gotten there. I don't know. Like something's just that. sitting on their heart. Like I've been meaning to. Like I wanted to tell you this sooner, but and it could be bad or good. We should just but I don't take it as I did something wrong. Oh, we need to talk is I did something or your feelings have changed about me and you gotta let it be known. I've been meaning to tell you this is something that's on you. I don't think I have anything to do with that. Alright, so now outside of the dating realm, just in context, if you receive this text. Okay. If you receive this text, it just happens out of the blue. You weren't expecting it. How would you feel? I'm outside of your house. <laughs> Who is it? Do, do, no context. I'm outside of your house. You clearly know them. If it's my mom, I'm going to be super excited. Like, you flew all the way over here? If it's a guy. Okay. I would say, okay, and? <laughs> you're not going to go. Uh, okay. Wait, you're not going to go outside. You're not going to be like, I'm what coming out. I'm coming Oh, <laughs> you, you came to surprise me. I'm not even in New York. I'm in DC. But is it a good thing or a bad thing? Like, what's your? If it, it's a good thing if my house is clean and I like the guy. It's a bad thing if my house is uh, not clean and I like him. It's also a bad thing if my house is clean or messy and I don't like the guy. But wait, how is it a bad thing if your house isn't clean and you like him? You can still, like, if he really likes you. He has to come you, up to my messy house. I'm very particular about, oh like, how people God. see my space. It. Like, it's small. I, you know, I got to keep it pristine. My level of pristine is well above anyone else's because so my the, space is small. Then, no surprising you, he needs to text you before he comes. Period. I don't like, I personally don't like that. Now, if you're at my job, that's a different story. But you're at my house, like, that's. Do you feel the need to check? up on me like you want to catch me in something no but he could just want to see you okay <laughs> i've never had that happen to me before i've had people say like hey i'm in your neighborhood and that gives me some leeway because it's not like you're right outside my gate my thing is you can have access to my house if you walk through the gate after somebody and be at my door like i don't even like answering the door for people i don't know that are coming over if i don't know you I am not answering the door, most likely. I'm like, why are you outside my door? Okay, so here's where I took this. And I think I took it the worst way. Well, I, I feel like it's some stalker shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, maybe it's just me, though. But I, I don't know. I, I, mean, can, I, I can see that. I, I can see that. I, I've only ever had that happen to me, like, two or three times in life. And none of them were a who, girlfriend. Yeah, who did None it of them. Not, not one time was it a girlfriend. Who were they? Um, people that I was just seeing at the time, and it's like just pull up, like if it's a girlfriend, then you're more okay with someone texting you that than if it's someone oh, you're just yeah. talking to. Yeah, okay. man. Yeah, if, if yeah. you're in a relationship, then you have a lot more leeway. But yeah, 
That's why I'm very particular about who I let in my apartment because I'm like, can I trust you? You know, to not do that. Because <laughs> once you know, the good thing about where I live is the same thing about where you live is we live in a complex where all the buildings look the same. Right. So the, the chances of you being outside my building, you're probably not. You're probably outside the building behind mine and you think it's mine. So <laughs> I've heard multiple perspectives from women on this and guys, though. So the what women perspective I got, which a, a kind of duality of kind of what both of us were saying in a way, but it get, went a little left. One was the stalker thing. Same thing that I was saying because I was like, yo, come, come on. That has to be some stalker shit. The other one is a guy who actually genuinely cares like he's like yo i can't wait to see her again so yo just let you know i'm here so if you're at home come down we'd love to see you kind of thing and they were like that's really sweet if you think about it that's sweet when you add all that extraness to the statement <laughs> like oh i've been meaning to on the, not, i've been meaning to. on the flip side a guy was like my guys most of them were like if yo girl if a girl that, did that yo she's trying that. to she's trying to catch you in some bullshit i was like you how'd you take this to she's trying to catch you take it that way but no Bro, is somebody really trying to catch you in some bullshit? Because a lot of women are trying to catch guys in some BS. You don't if think they, that's a reach? If they don't trust them. You don't think that's a reach? No, I don't. I don't because I have I know girls who have popped up. Oh. And the reasons why they popped up were that. for okay. that reason. Exactly. Like, oh, hey, I just came by because. And they make up some bullshit. extravagant reason that really wasn't it. All right. Here is the next one. And this is the one I have the most um, hard time with. Then you go first. I want to hear what you got to say. No, because I want I want. I really do want to hear your perspective as a woman. Okay. This has everything to do with someone reaching out to you randomly, and it doesn't mean that you haven't seen them in weeks or months or anything. But it's just random. Like you didn't expect to receive a text from them. Just leave it at that. That's the context. What do they say? And the, the text is just two words. Entertain me. What? <laughs> just just entertain me. What do you do with that? Someone I, I haven't heard from in a long time? It doesn't no, no, it doesn't have to be somebody you haven't heard from in a oh. long time. It could be somebody that, you know, you just weren't expecting to receive a text from. I'd be like, what do you want? <laughs> Would you like what what kind of text is that? I've never even heard of someone texting someone that. Like, what does that mean? And you should pay me. <laughs> you want me to entertain you? I need to get paid. Here's my Venmo. No, I don't have Cash App, so get on my level. Like, what? So automatically. Entertain me. Don't send me no demand as a first text. What? Entertain yourself. So. <laughs> what? Entertain me. Is that my job me? in your life? <laughs> You're like, yeah, if you pay me, how much are you paying me to entertain you on a demand? <laughs> so if a guy sends you that text, is that an automatic, like, we're not talking again after that? I'd be like, what do you want? <laughs> like, I would I would dig a little deeper. Like, okay, what do you want? <laughs> do you want a meme? You want a funny video? What if it's just he wants a meme? Here you go. <laughs> okay. Y'all, you're playing I hope along. You're, I hope you're satisfied. Okay. Don't ask me for nothing else. So... <laughs> As a guy, I'd be like, "Are you bored?" I was just like, "Are you bored?" Who occasionally makes people laugh? Like on occasion, I'm funny to certain people. Mm -hmm. I definitely, personally, have received this text before. Are you serious? Oh my god! 
I've definitely so contrived. And so I take this. What are you supposed to do with that? One of three ways. First, you're extremely bored and nobody else is talking to you. Super bored. Yeah. You're not going to use me. I am not your, you know, safety net for entertainment. I'm just not. I am not. And I'm also not a fucking comedian. That's not my job. So, okay, you need to go do something else to, like, find your joy. Because clearly this is not coming from me. Second, and I can't stress this enough. You said you need to Marie Kondo your lifestyle because I ain't the one. Okay? Spark your own joy. Hello? (laughs) No, but, but second, and I can't stress this enough. If you send a text like that, the level of confidence... That you have to have. Like, there is... Who are you? There, there, Like, I'm telling you, you got some big kahunas to just be like, you know what? Yeah, he needs to entertain me. So like, you've had girls send you this text and how did you respond? But wait, there's a third oh. thing that I want to say to this. The third one, aside from having level of confidence, there is a level of arrogance that blends to, through that confidence that is blinding. I'm like... Your level of arrogance to text somebody like me, entertain me, is beyond me. Like, what kind of guys are you normally dealing with that would accept you sending that to them and them, like, playing along? So I think there's a couple of things that kind of fits into why that happens. And then I'm going to give you how I normally respond to this. Depending on the way a woman looks is how they'll treat certain guys. As sad as that sounds. And this is just in my own experience. I can't say this happens with everybody. But if they look a certain way, they're like, oh, if I say entertain me, guys will do whatever I want. They'll jump through whatever hoops I need them to. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm not a hoop jumper. You're going to have to find another one for that. Because I ain't the one, but definitely not the two. So I think on top of the fact that they they feel entitled based on their looks, there is also this thing of, well, I mean... I get whatever it is that I want anyway. So, of course, if I'm bored, you should, if you're my man, if you're going to become my man, you should want to, you know, make me feel joy or make me happy in this moment. Like, what would you do if we're together? You got to find a way to keep me entertained. Are you serious? And then on a final note, and this is just realistic. These are similar people that will go on a date with you and be like, hey, so, uh, you know, go, shoot. What are we talking about? Tell me what I should know about you or tell me how he's like, continue. The, like those are the people that aren't going to want to continue the conversation. They're going to want you to continue the conversation. Like you have to lead you have in to all drive aspects. Yeah. All parts of the conversation. That's a lot. So my responses to those things, because it's happened more than once, way more than wow, once. I didn't even know. My response to things like that is normally, um, well, I, I think you should probably take that up with one of your friends. Because we're not friends yet. Damn. (laughs) And I know that sounds harsh, but that's where I'm at. Like, I'm very much like, we're not close enough to where you can even come to me in that way. And I don't appreciate that kind of language anyway. So, like, Yeah, how are you just going to be demanding like that? Yeah, like, no. This is rude. Or, I've said this, um, I think you should go to the movies. And then normally it turns to, is that an invitation? I'm like... Nope, because I'm actually busy. (laughs) Why don't you try... And be that too. What? We're adults. What are you, five? Do I need to pop a movie in for you and, and give you your favorite snack? If you, if you, I'm sorry, I completely just interrupted you. 
But you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of that uh, Mr. Rogers uh, gif where he puts on the clown mask. Like, she wants me to go in the mirror and just be like, like, no, no. That actually would turn me off if a guy sent that to me. Because on one hand, I would be like, how many women did you send this to? Because if you're this bored, you're going to send this text to multiple people to see how they respond so you can be entertained. Secondly... I was raised like an only child. Like I have siblings, but I was always raised in being the only child in the house. When it comes to entertaining, if I need to entertain myself, I will never ever rely on someone to be that for me. I am fine with myself. I can entertain myself. Right. That shouldn't even be a talent. Like if you can't go through life being those things for yourself, what can you be to someone else? Like, this reminds me of the people that are like, oh, I can never go on a solo trip. I'd be bored. So you're going to be bored with yourself? Like, you can't entertain yourself. You can't find things out of the environment that you're in to to be fulfilled in that moment? Like, that to me sends a bigger issue. That makes a bigger issue apparent to me. Like, okay, you need someone to be something for you because you are not that for yourself. And I'm sorry, I can't be your entertainment. You are XYZ years old and you still haven't learned how to entertain yourself. Plus, we're adults. We always got, we always have stuff that we have to do. If there's ever a time where you have nothing to do, like there's nothing that you need to do (laughs) or nothing that you want to do, that's whack. And I don't want to be with a whack person. So... Good night. All right. <laughs> I love how we just hype for good night. Okay. Here, I have two more, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. But I, I can't wait for this one. Is there ever, 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 ever an okay time to re- receive or somebody to text you, I guess? Like, honestly, is that, like, I guess... Is that ever okay to get that response back? I think the only time that I could think of where I feel like it wouldn't be a big deal is if I'm going back and forth debating about something with someone and we've gotten our points out and we've kind of exhausted the conversation through text and it's kind of like, let's just agree to disagree type of thing and that's how they respond. Like, okay, I guess. Like, you know, Mm. like, okay, this is like, we've exhausted this conversation. You feel this way. I feel this way. I said my piece, and you say I guess. You know, we just stand by what we feel. But I, I think there's such a level of oh man, condescend. Like there's levels of condescending that I'm like nobody should reach. I feel like you putting that in a text, like I guess I'm like oh, so you dismissing everything the fuck that I just said before this. I wouldn't take it as a dismissing thing if like if it's like the situation that I said because at at least at that point. You've come to terms with what it is, and it's just like, well, we just don't agree. So Even, okay, I say let, my point. I re- reiterate my point. And you're like, I guess. You know, like. Let's say it wasn't even a serious topic, and you guys were just talking about food. Like, hey, babe, do you want to eat here? Food. You, do you want to eat? Oh. Here, here, here. I was thinking about going to, I don't know, the, the I don't know, the, the uh, African spot. She just responds, I guess. You're like. Well, that's rude. Isn't it? Like, I, I, I can't. Okay, well, you my come brain, up with something then. How about that? Can I tell you? That's how my brain internalized it. I'm like, are you, like, did you seriously just text me that? I feel like in that conversation, it's like she's saying, that's not really a good enough option, 
but sure, let's just do that. But on, but on the flip side, why don't you suggest something that you actually like then? Like, oh my God. just do that. It's that simple. But say say me and anyone. It could be me and my friends debating about which sandwich is better. Is it the Popeyes or Chick-fil-A? And I'm like, well, Popeyes is better because X, Y, Z. And they're like, Chick-fil-A is better because X, Y, Z. And I'm like, all right, well, I still feel like Popeyes is better because of A, B, C. And they're like, well, I guess. I don't care. It's like I said my piece. <laughs> we don't agree. That's what it is. But if I'm helping decide something for my friends or we're trying to decide on where we're going to go, where we're going to stay or a trip we're going to do, and they're like, I guess, provide something. Add to the conversation at that point. If you don't agree with what has been decided upon, come up with a solution. We do it all the time at work and get paid for it. Can't you translate that into your real life? Come with a solution. Don't sit there with a thing that you're like, half asked okay with like ugh, i guess okay i guess and then what what would you rather do mm-hmm. i shouldn't have to pull those yeah. teeth yeah. like i can yeah. see if you're like yeah. i like hey guys you want to do a trip to colorado this year and everyone's like yeah let's do that and then there's one person person that's like uh i guess <laughs> what would you rather do and that person what then needs to like you <laughs> rather do how about we go to colorado you guess where you're gonna go i don't know where that's gonna be but you're gonna end up somewhere else like, don't come in right. and make the make the decision harder without something to back it up with. Like, I guess, but I was thinking more along the lines of, what about this? Now, that would be okay. Because you're saying, eh, Colorado's, eh. But I, I really would love to go to this. And at that point, you're providing a solution. And I can't fault you for that. All right, here's the last one. And I'm, I'm, I'm open to hearing multiple multiple takes that you have on this i think i know this one so (laughs) out of context this could be any situation you could have been together for a while not a while or something of that nature you could might not even be dating somebody all these scenarios are at play but out of nowhere you receive the text that says i thought you were at work what what goes like how do you take that in what is your take on that Go. So they discovered that I wasn't at work when they thought I was? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've had friends send me that. Like, if I took a day off of work and I'm like, oh, I'm doing whatever. Oh, I thought you were at work. No, nope, I'm not. <laughs> like, it's the middle of the day, the middle of the week. You would assume anyone's at work. Right. I thought you were at work. That's a weird one. It's like, how, how do they come to that conclusion for them to say, I thought you were at work? It I don't could even be know a simple, Well, it could be as simple as you told them that you can't make a date earlier in the day because you're going to be at work during a certain time frame. And let's say you end up getting out of work a little earlier. This sounds like this has happened to you before. No. <laughs> no? no? Oh. No. Then in that scenario, I guess the I thought you were at work thing is like, well, dang. If you got out earlier, I would have thought you would have told me so we could do that thing that we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I think that's a weird one. I don't really know of any scenarios where someone would say that to me. So this is one of the ones when I surfaced this with people at work because we all share the same career, clearly. Uh-huh. It was polarizing. Why? Because whether guy, girl... Or non-binary, everybody has a different take on it. So when you think of somebody having to say that to you, 
it's almost like they're playing a gotcha game. Like, oh, I got you. I thought you were supposed to be at work. What you doing? And it's kind of like, well, even if I'm no longer at work, if I didn't hit you up, that should tell you something. Ooh. I'm like, damn. That's also true. That's very true. Like, it should tell you where you stand with them. But then outside of that, um, let's say your coworkers just pulled you into a bar after work really quickly and then you have to go back in because they don't know your situation. And then they see you at that bar. It's true. You still are at work and you're just like, okay, I went out for a drink just to celebrate somebody leaving. And But do I need to explain that to you is what it turned into. Like, I don't have to explain myself to you. I said what I said. Who normally says that? That I thought you were at work. What types of people? Any, in everyone's any, lives anybody are the ones that would have potentially that? wanted to go on a date with somebody, or potentially the partner of somebody else. Those. That's how it happens. It's normally so like, like, say someone is, I don't know. Someone posted on their Instagram something in the middle of the day where they're like at a fashion week show or something like that. Because those usually happen in the middle of the day. That's a very good example. And then someone sees a story. And they're like, oh, I thought you were at work. Like, what are you doing here on a Tuesday exactly. afternoon? Exactly. I'm at Fashion Week, ho. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, you can't <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But in my head, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, yes, I'm not at work. Just know if you're an obvious friend, she's calling you a hoe in her mind. No, she don't care. It's just kind of like, but you see I'm not at work. So what, what was your point in saying I thought you were at work? <laughs> I'm not. Because you could be spending time with her. In the middle of the day? Yeah. What does she do where she's not at work? I don't know, but she thought at she was that point, at work. At that point, I'd be like, well, I thought you were at work. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I That's both, why I, I didn't invite you. My you bad. Were. I thought you were at work. <laughs> My bad. We took the same day off. Crazy. <laughs> it's wild out here. I got, I got one for you. Okay. And this kind of goes to the, I guess, what if you have a back and forth with someone? It could be anyone. Where you guys are texting paragraphs, texting paragraphs, texting paragraphs. And then that person says, okay, or K, as a response to the last paragraph. Mind you, they have been texting paragraphs before that, but at some point they decided, I'm about to cut this whole thing. And you were really looking for a response because you guys have been going ping pong back and forth. And they just decide to abruptly just cut the whole thing short and be like, K. Um, I would take that as one, they're surrendering the conversation because they have something else they prefer to be doing now, or two, the conversation has been exhausted as it's belabored itself for too long, or three, um, it's a smaller, minor dismissal. It's like, okay. Hmm. So what if it's someone that you're talking to slash dating, whatever, have a romantic relationship with, yeah. and you guys are talking about something that is kind of serious. You can't have the conversation over the phone, though, because you guys both are at work. And so texting is the only form of communication you can have, but because this came up, it's kind of like one of those pressing things where we have to get this out because otherwise it's like... Emotions are kind of running high and we just need to hash this out right now. And you said something really important and they're just like, okay. Like, wouldn't that affect you where you're just like, I literally just said to you, this is how I feel. And I wish you could do this or whatever. And you're just like, okay. Like, would that make you, would that boil your blood with that person or make you, make you look at them differently? Like, wow, you really just don't care. No. No, 
Um, I think K can have kind of like a lot of condescending. Oh yes. Parts to it, depending on the situation. But I, I, I also don't like texting that much, mm-hmm. so I can see why K would come over. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm already not big on doing that, so like I'm like, all right, well, K it is. Is K better than a non-response? Yeah. Mm. Yep. So at the end of the day, you feel like if you really want to hit someone where it hurts, just don't respond. Oh well, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. some people may take that K like like it's a non-response and be like, wow. You really don't give two shits, and you're actively showing me that with this one letter. Like, I literally took the time to compose this whole <laughs> three paragraphs, intro, meet, and the outro, conclusion, and you came back with the K. Like, you did not even try, and you just want to show me. Like, wow. Wow. That's all. That's all you got. You may have more, but you don't even care yeah. that much to give me that. And it is what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get riled up in those kind of situations. I don't get too high or too low in that kind of scenario. You don't read too much into it. No. You're like, I'd rather you text me. We need to talk. That would really affect me. Okay. 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 I guess. But I thought you were at work. You want to talk now? Do we have to talk? Well, and just like that. Just like that. That is our show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. You can catch us on Google Cloud. Google Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch us on Insta, Twitter. <laughs> you can, uh, you can uh, tap, tap, paste, and uh, no. Taste no, that. you can catch us on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, iTunes. Instagram. Eventually Spotify. Good night. Hey. Okay.